I just now am sitting here thinking, oh, I should have, I should have written a cool opening for the thing about Pam because she and I are so much alike, you know, in terms of friendships, you know, like yeah. you, you need me like Betsy needed Pam and I'm as nice to you as Pam was to Betsy. Absolutely. And anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it in the show. Oh, welcome to the man's cave. I don't like that I'm Betsy in this scenario, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> if I'm going to be Betsy, then I should talk like, like Katie Mixon. All right. Oh, go yes. Ahead. Please do that for a whole hour. Yeah. Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends, one of us better than the other, uh, who have nothing in common except their name. I am Mandy Fabian. And I'm the better one, Mandy Kaplan. And every week we <laughs> test the limits of our friendship, lately more so, <laughs> as we argue over movies and TV and podcasts and books and all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Pete, could I get some breaking news music? I have a new espresso maker. (gasps) Oh, my. Thank God. No wonder. I am back. You're very quick today. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm back. I'm better than ever. I just had my espresso for the first time in like a month. So my marriage is back on. We're good to go. Oh, that's great. You have color in your cheeks. You look good. It's, Thank you. You sound good. Yeah, I feel yeah, good. Yeah. I feel good. I feel really, 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 really good. Are we done? Is it over? Did we do the podcast? Did I share all my ideas? It's not a golden statue, but an espresso is the next best thing. Sure is, Oh, and man. speaking of golden statues, we're not going to speak of golden statues. Well, we are going to speak of it and share all uh-huh. of our incredible insights with so fandies only. Yeah, that's right. What? What? Only fandies. We have to start a dirty <laughs> website thing. How? Oh. Isn't that what it's called? Only fans? Yeah. Only I, f- I, I sent you the, the Venmo for the half of the GoDaddy <laughs> domain. I can't believe it's taken this long for you to remember that. <laughs> oh. I love that. Yes. Only fandies. Oh, okay. New merch coming. I I shouldn't put pressure on Pete. That's terrible. Every time I have an idea, I'm like, Pete, t-shirts. But only fandies are going to hear a special bonus podcast about the Oscars. That's right. So hang on to your Oscars. (laughs) That's right. Barely. I didn't. Did something happen that was interesting? I yep. barely on Twitter anymore. So, oh, God. (laughs) Yes. So much to talk about, but that's not going to happen here. No. Uh-huh. We don't talk about Oscars. No, no, no. 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 We could just um we could just jump into the thing about Pam, if you would like, if you, unless you have something else you want to surprise me with. No, I don't think so. Do I? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look at my notes. <laughs> Cuz I thought the thing about Pam was a real surprise. I I found it surprising as well. Yes. We had a complaint from a fandy and I need to share it with you. Oh. What did you do? Oftentimes, we don't tell everybody like what it is that we watched. We don't give a little encapsulation so that they are following along. I can help. I can help with this one. Please. Fandy who complained. Mm -hmm. First of all, we accept your flaws. It's okay with us. You can be whatever you want to be. Um, but here, go pause this podcast right now and go to the thing about Pam podcast (laughs) and go ahead and listen to that. (laughs) <laughs> and that'll tell you the story of the TV show, which then you can watch after coming back and listening to the rest of our podcast. Was that helpful? Or, Pete, play the trailer. <laughs> what are the police doing here? Something happened, Minnie. Something terrible. 
there's been a murder, like a big one. Who would do this? Well, they're holding Russ. Who will come out? I didn't do this. Let's go over your story from the beginning. You said you didn't take Betsy home. Who dropped her off? Her friend Pam. Russ started putting a pillow over her face and he'd say, this was gonna feel like when you die or whatever. We're gonna make sure he pays for what he's done. But we need someone who knows Betsy and Russ's relationship. Well, I know everything about it. Tell me about Pam. She's a nice lady. She lied about where she was at the time of the crime. Look at the life insurance. Betsy changed the beneficiary from Russ to Pam. We got Pam's motive to kill. Transfer the balance to my personal checking. Bet you'll get that facelift you've been wanting. I don't know what you've been talking about. Well, your face does. Man, she's creating this entire web of lies. <laughs> you told police that you never went in the house. You dropped her outside and left? Yeah. No, I did go in the house. Well, then you change your story. Don't forget, brain injury over here. I'm disabled. Take apart the house. Get us something we can use to bring them back for good. You're facing life in prison. Pamela Hope is not a suspect. Yeah, well, she should be. It's only going to get worse. Ah! Trust me. that one before no no she did not thanks pete now everyone knows what this show is i liked my idea better um i was very surprised i had no idea what the show was i thought it was like a quirky snl sketch kind of thing i didn't know it was a true crime thing and you know i don't do true crime really because it doesn't interest me to hear about real people killing other real people no i know and as Um, you say that i'm like damn it i should have chosen something else for next week I'm going to I'm going to send you down a true crime path. OK. Yeah. yeah, But you're supposed to send me down paths. I don't like That's exactly the whole premise exactly. of the show. It's supposed yeah, okay. to deepen no. the divide. To don't tell me what I'm supposed uh, to do. I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Smack. OK. And I won't <laughs> apologize for that. OK. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, yeah. So the thing about Pam is about a super psycho best friend. It was really fun because then I went down a dive of like not only doing the the podcast, but then also reading all about toxic friendships. And let me tell you, there are some red flags because, um, well, because I was watching the first part of this episode and I was like, oh, oh, wow. I've had a lot of Pams in my life. Not <laughs> for the record. As- I am not one of yeah. them. No. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You have never stabbed me in the neck. You've never stabbed me in the neck. No, no, no. I'm joking. You're not a Pam, obviously. Uh, But uh, but like it was really interesting. I was watching the way that she was uh, manipulating her friend in the beginning of the episode. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so subtle. Mm -hmm. And and so like everybody in the family is uh, listening to this and and playing along with this because nobody can stop this unstoppable white sweatshirt wearing force with her big gulp cup. Yes. I I mean, I was expecting it to be terrible because we we had heard not great things. And I thought, so it's all about your expectation. I thought it was really funny. I thought the opening with her talking about her husband and then her sort of half-hearted to her, uh, the 
her daughter from her first marriage. Mm-hmm. She's like, and Jilly from my first marriage. She, right. It, I, oh my God. Right. The opening, uh, yeah. which is like a promo video for her. And I'm not sure how that's going to fit in. Like, it seemed like a video she made for her business or something. Like, this is me. I'm Pam. And then it, I'm like, wait, <clears throat> she doesn't seem to be a person who would need a promo video. So I'm not sure how that's going to, or if it was just a stylistic choice for the series. But they might have been trying to figure out how to implement the narrator and have it be presentational. Maybe she's going to talk to the camera later in the series. Yeah, I don't don't know. know. But I very much enjoyed the opening video of Pam. Uh, And you said the word narrator. So we need to talk about the best part of the show by far. The best part of any show. The best part of my bath time. Because I have a candle (laughs) that features Sir Keith Morrison of Dateline NBC and the candle is like a a really pretty romantic scent and on the candle it says there were rose petals the bath was drawn there were rose petals strewn everywhere it couldn't have been more romantic or could it and it's oh my god that's great uh question quick question yeah what's a romantic scent it's semen. I was going to say. I, it smells like sperm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking, you know. I know a couple of romantic tastes, but I didn't know about Whipped cream, lube, and sperm. It's like a nice, <laughs> subtle mix. Oh, Dateline really. Ha- now, do you watch a lot of Dateline? Not anymore, but I'm obsessed with Keith Morrison. I could okay. not be more obsessed with how over the top he is, but how much he gets that and then pushes it further and what a sense of humor he has about himself. He's he, so funny. Oh my God, he is so incredible. I used to, I used to want to write a sketch because Rob Lowe was doing him on Saturday Night Live or somebody else was doing him. And you realize how he like pops in out of nowhere in those Dateline MB, you know, like they're showing like a gruesome murder and he's like, but, and he's like wandering through the, through the fields and you're like why is he in a field so i had like this image of him like i wanted him to like be lowered into the shot and like hanging on a trapeze (laughs) and like you know i wanted to write a keith morrison short he is amazing i love him this is amazing okay wait so i have a lot of questions now did you know that the thing about pam was a podcast no i didn't know it was a podcast but i knew it was a true crime story did you know it was a Dateline NBC thing? Or was that a surprise when you started? I had heard that. Yeah. Okay. So, because I didn't know any of that, but I've also never seen an episode of Dateline NBC ever. And I don't even know who Keith Morrison, Morrison? <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Oh, so it, the whole thing fox. was a totally fresh. Oh, okay. I, I love his voice and I love the sense of humor. And I it was so weird, but I thought it was wonderful. It's the it's the only reason I went into this with an open mind, because when I heard his voice and I was like, oh, OK, it is tongue in cheek. I'm in for the ride now. I love him. Ah. I think what happened and I could be wrong. I think he was a very, very legitimate news reporter. He is for NBC. And he became a thing that people were like, is he doing this to be fun? Like he was so intense. And yeah, you know, and I think he just became a parody of himself and he went with it. I thought it was a great, I mean, it was a natural to make a half hour, or actually it's an hour long, isn't it? It's yeah, somewhere in the between. Yeah, the dramedy sort of. Yeah. Well, it's a true crime. It's very funny for being so serious and being about a murder. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just loved it. I really loved the whole episode. I thought Renee Zellweger was hilarious. I thought they do those subtle ways that she undermines her friend. I even like when they flash back to her retelling her version of the the night of the murder and 
based on how she's lying, then the scene changes based on how she's coloring it to the yes. cops. Subtly and, sometimes. It, like their hair mm. is different when she's telling it because they look a little yeah. better and and her friend Betsy looks a little worse. And yeah, I thought that was a really fun way to illustrate that and like make it make it a very visual thing. And also, I was totally hooked with the whole setup of the police just randomly like, first of all, the fact that they're like, oh, my God, that 911 call was a bit too much and so dramatic. And then that people just assumed that the husband did it and didn't even question it or look at another suspect ever. Right. I was like, what? How are you supposed to sound when you find your wife dead in the in on your living room floor? As a true crime fan, they yes. are correct in those assumptions. It is almost what? always the spouse. Almost always the spouse. Think, I mean... I can't even think of how many times it's like, turns out it wasn't, except Scott Peterson and O.J. Simpson. But those are rare, rare. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you have good instincts for people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What I'm shocked by is, I don't, how many episodes in did you get? I absolutely would have kept going, but I had to watch some other things. But Mm -hmm. I was dying that I could only watch one episode. I really liked it. I wanted to keep going. Oh, I watched everything i'm like up to to date because they are releasing them once a week so i'm oh. i'm up to date but um the first one was fantastic because it focused so much on renee zellweger who i used oh. to not be a fan of and she is just wonderful and willing to put it out there and yeah. willing to be ugly and unselfconscious i really really like her in this I and do too. she to me, when they started adding characters, actors I don't like as much, like Judy Greer, who I really can't watch ever, being mm. so, in my mind, so self-conscious, I find Judy Greer to be like, look at me, I'm the bad guy, I'm a DA. I'm really not on board okay. with that. Mm-hmm. Josh Dumel, I'm sorry to say, he's not very good in this. And he's working real hard to not be a heartthrob. And I, I feel like he's putting on a persona that... yeah. I think he's yeah. a fine actor. Like in Love, uh, Simon. Yeah. When he has that yeah. scene with the kid, I think he's a great actor. But he's yeah. dreamy. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. He's dreamy. I, Just be dreamy. Look, don't try to be like a, a rough know, around the edges guy that you're not. I don't know. You know what people like you don't understand about how hard it is for Josh? I mean, I think you really nailed it. Do you mean that... because I'm Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, because... It's really difficult to try to overcome. Like when you just are so heartthrobby, when you're, how are you supposed to overcome that? You know what I mean? The work it takes to not be only dreamy is, is, it's like a mountain that you have to climb every day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to start a website for heartthrobs like Josh, and I hope he knows I'm on his side. I hope Pete put some music under that PSA. That was really moving. (laughs) Yeah. Please. Give to the handsome. It's not easy being pretty. Okay. It, you know, I, I, you, maybe that wasn't the best bit. Go on. I interrupted you. No, I, I think now I'm three episodes in or four, whatever we're up to. And because there are some off performances, particularly by the lawyers and such, it only highlights how good and, uh, layered Renee Zellweger is. She's just, fascinating yeah. to watch and i really i wish it were just a one-woman show <laughs> i'm so into oh, her i'm su- 
I'm surprised. I really thought that it that it would be because, yeah, because the first episode is all her with her, mm-hmm. God, with her wardrobe and her big gulp, her giant supersized big gulps and her sitting in that beanbag chair staring at the daughters. Yep. I, oh, I was just so sucked in, man. You mentioned her wardrobe and yeah. she comes to the door when the cops come a knocking in a <laughs> beautiful house coat. Like, right? It is It is many, many colors. It's Renee in her Technicolor house coat. And I thought most people would roll their eyes and go, who really wears something like that? And I'm here to tell you, America, the answer is my mom. Wears house coats with the zip down the front and the flowery designs and the swing yeah. and the pleats. And she goes for it. And I yeah. was so delighted to see hashtag house coat on <laughs> represented. You know, I'm, I have a website for how underrepresented house coats. And if you want to just give $5 a month for a house coat that hasn't gotten the recognition it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that was one of my favorite jokes actually is when the police come to her door and she's dressed in that spectacular house coat and they go, do you want to change? <laughs> But I forget what she's something like. She's no, like, no, no, come on in. No, I'm fine. No, let's I'm do great. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk about, Ooh. you know, your pet peeve about crying with no tears. She does it so brilliantly throughout because this woman <sighs> doesn't make tears, I don't think. But she's constantly <laughs> trying to show people how sad she is and how heartbroken she is over the murder of her best friend. And so she's doing a lot of that pushed fake crying. <laughs> it's purposeful and it's wonderful. I like how she sort of swaggers over to a, like when she knows the police are there, she looks in the mirror, psychs herself up, swaggers over to this Kleenex box, (laughs) half-heartedly kind of grabs a tissue, walks up to the door and then starts dabbing her eyes as she opens it. Like, I was like, oh, this is masterful. And I have to say, like, just, I don't even, this is why I'm concurrently now listening to the podcast and also going to watch the show Mm -hmm. because I can't believe how they're unveiling the story. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it starts off where you're like, oh, my God, there's not one person who thinks it's anybody but the husband. And there's nobody even hinting that they're going to even try to think about that. And also, you 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 get that it's Pam, but you really don't know what happened. You don't know why she would have no idea. Betsy. You, and you're in episode three and you still don't know. No, none. Oh I know that God. she she very purposefully they pull up to the house on the night of the murder and she's like, we got to call my husband. I promised I would put you on the phone with my husband. Say hi to my husband. And it's so clearly to establish an alibi. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm fascinated. I want to know yeah. why. And well, then she no, there's I know that there's a, a life insurance policy and the best friend gave her the money to take care of her daughters. Right. So I know oh. that. But I don't. But like this is it's twisted. So maybe I do know why, but it's okay. so planned out and I and I'm not getting the pieces of the puzzle yet, but I want to. Oh, that's that's really fun. Uh, I like it. Like when she's calling the mom or she calls uh, her friend a bunch of times. Right. And then she calls the mom to say, like, yep. hey, I've been calling her for hours and she's not picking up. And then later when she's telling the cops that she did all that, she says she was doing it from home when, in fact, she was doing it on the street mm. outside like in her neighborhood. Oh my God. It's, it's just so, I can't wait to see how this, if it, I don't even know if it gets unsolved, but it must because people obviously know now that Pam did it. I think so. I think they that's where to. we're heading. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't oh. know. Ah, oh, yeah. look at us on the journey. So 
what I want to talk about the tone of this show because I think people are complaining. And some people had this complaint about the woman on the planet next to the satellite <laughs> from the house. But they were wrong about that. That, to me, was totally perfect. This is tough to figure out because it is a parody, yet they are going for real emotion. And then I like saw it marketed somewhere where there was no mention of comedy. It was like the new true crime drama starring Renee Zellweger. So I'm wondering how they're marketing it. And and I think for me, it clicked in that it was either a parody or just a terribly, terribly produced drama. And either way, I was down to watch it at an episode one minute 20 with 20 seconds to minute 21 or so. Pete, play it. How are you liking your first murder? Honestly, I thought it'd be harder to solve. We got statistics for a reason, brother. Learned that in my 200 hours of training. This textbook spousal homicide. Drive to bed. So this is the cops outside the house after they've gone in and discovered the body and the exposition dialogue is so bad it's like it's always the husband here's how these things work you gotta like and they're just explain it's just bad and they keep using that gong 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 like that law and order thing every Uh like three or four seconds you'll hear it in the music when after you've just everybody's just heard it so they're like we know Kaplan we just heard it but I'm explaining to you who's looking at me like what are you talking about it was so over the top so I was like, it's either just bad, bad, bad production or a parody. See, I don't, I think it's comedy. I, I I know it's an hour long, but to me, it feels like real pure comedy. The only reason it's drama is because it's, it's about a murder. But I love it because, first of all, it's a, because it's true crime and mm-hmm. it's a true story. I didn't find that dialogue exposition-y at all because they're setting up to me what the cops said during like they're setting up where the cops made the mistakes right mm-hmm. like they they have to sort of show the pieces of the puzzle like i felt like that whole bit about well that's why we study statistics in cop school it i i think they are kind of like really showing us the story but they're doing it in this really funny i think it's just funny Wikipedia says the thing about Pam is an American crime drama limited television series detailing the involvement of Pam Hupp in the 2011 murder of Betsy Faria. Well, it's not like a broad comedy. Right. But But when you say like that's where where I was confused, you know, I was like, oh, it's a comedy based on Josh Duhamel's wig and Renee Zellweger's look. It's a comedy. And then it's really not like it. I mean, maybe it is, but they're not marketing it well. You know what I think it is also because it's because it's a real story that to me it feels like they're doing a uh, like a a not great reenactment like a funny a reenactment with comedy right like a a heightened can you believe the story because the story is so I it's a like a social um, what am I thinking of like a pop culturey kind of like what happened yeah it's in bananas. this tiny little town outside of St Louis where nobody ever there's like I, you find out when you listen to the podcast that there's been one murder back in, uh, I don't know, like three years ago or something. Mm-hmm. It's like there are no, there's no crime at this level at all in this town. They don't have to handle it ever. So when it happens, they kind of just go by the books. Like they don't have the 
the finesse or the experience to the guy even forgets to read him as Miranda writes, which again, again, I, I watch these things and I go, wait, what's true and what isn't? But I, it feels to me like they are trying to show these caricatures of like, can you believe this crazy story that happened? And here is how. So that's why I think they allow it to be broad, not grounded, because it's such a crazy story. It is a crazy story. Right. I just think that they're not marketing it well or they're not let they don't they're not letting us know yeah. what we're what ride we're in for. And people would enjoy yeah. it more. It's getting really bad reviews. People would enjoy it more if if they knew, oh, we're we're watching an exaggerated, funny, tropey, playing up all of the dunk dunk, dunk dunk. You know, like that that's yeah. It's um I think they did it on purpose. And then maybe somewhere in the studio, they panicked about, we can't make it. We can't tell anyone it's a con. I don't know what happened. I was not present at some of those meetings, but because of COVID, just because of COVID. Yeah, you had a bad case of it for a couple of days. Um, What about the, now the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window? (laughs) What? Anyway, um, I was that, how was that marketed? Was that marketed as a comedy? Yeah. Because I felt like that tone was more confusing than the thing about Pam. I disagree, but also it's, I think it's like, I I, I think if you know, I I don't know what my point was going to be like, no, because we, I've watched so many of those things. I knew it was a comedy just based right. on the trailer dropping casseroles like that. Yeah, it has obvious to me. It has obvious jokes in it, but it's played like a drama. Mm-hmm. I think it's because like, to me, this is like a Tiger King story. Mm hmm. It's just not a documentary, but but how Tiger King feels like, oh, my God, if you made this a television show. Right. It would be unbelievably wild. Right. So as wild animals. No, sorry, that was terrible. But, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, uh, 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 yeah, I I really feel like it's just so outrageous that that even though it's a real story, that's what makes it so I, I I'm learning. I'm a sucker for real stories. Huh. I'm not into the violence. Yeah. Thing. I guess I'm not interested in hearing about real violence because I find that very disturbing. But this, I'm interested in this character, Pam, and how just, my God, the way that she maneuvers the pilot, telling, pulling her friend away from her family just by manipulating her and saying, like, it's fine. I don't mind. No, I'll come get you. Mm-hmm. I'm already on my way. I, it's right? bizarre. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what happens next, which I think is a really good... uh a really good sign, don't you think? I do. Television, I'm going to say, I think television is getting so good. There were at least three things that came up this week that people were like, have you watched such and such? And I'm like, oh, I should call Mandy right now and tell her we have to watch that instead. But I really enjoyed the thing about Pam. I'm really glad that we watched it because I probably wouldn't have, right? Because I hadn't heard good things. I right. loved it. And yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's not like it's like, yeah, you know, it's not roots. Those poor people in Missouri, we have to do something about them. Yeah. Okay. They're eating at Arby's at nine o'clock at night, for Christ's sake. If you too know someone who likes a beef and cheese sandwich at nine o'clock at night, please call now. (laughs) I'm, I'm, we have a side hustle going on. I think we should talk after this podcast, after our Oscars uh, bonus Mm -hmm. pod for our fandies. Let's talk again about this as a side hustle. Making PSAs? Well, no, I was going to say forming real charities, but if oh. you just want to do the, if you <laughs> yeah, just, just want to do the voiceover work, <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at it. Thanks. Um, Mandy McLaughlin. 
Sarah McManlin. <laughs> I don't know. Sarah McManlin. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we we agree. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I would give it 3.5 man jobs. I give it four because then it's one of those worlds like cults or like those weird character worlds that you can go into. I think I'm going to get a great story out of it. And you can go and listen to the podcast too because the podcast has all this weird additional information. Um, you brought up cults and I'm going to sidebar just for one second. Your Honor, mm-hmm. may I? In chambers? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, for for work, I swear, I have to do a little research about cults. And I started Googling and I swear to you, my computer was like, Mandy, again, really? You've done this. Like every cult that came up, <laughs> I've seen and read everything. It, I found a list of like the top 10 craziest documentaries about cults. And I was like, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. Like <laughs> I have a real, real obsession with cults. So who doesn't? Who doesn't want to watch about that? Oh, I, I've i been trying to cults. figure out how to <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to lead one for years. It hasn't happened. I'm a member. Oh, thank you. I'll brand your uh, name anywhere you want me to. <laughs> All right. I will. Got my weekend cut out for me. I can't. <laughs> I don't like the smell of burning flesh. I'm a vegetarian now. You know that. Oh. The, sidebar. Another sidebar. Did I ever tell you the story about when I was at Coachella and Morrissey came out on the stage and then promptly refused to do the rest of his show because he could smell the hamburgers cooking? And he is such a vegetarian. That he was like, ugh, the smell of burning flesh, I can't. And he left the stage and didn't come back. We're all standing wow. there for an hour and a half. How crazy is that? Then, by the way, you know who followed him? Paul McCartney. Oh. Yeah, also a vegetarian, but a yes. class act. So here's to you, Paul McCartney. But I do feel for Morrissey. Ugh. If any of you out there know vegetarians who can't the smell of burning We already meat. did it three times. We just broke right. the comedy rule. I know. I know. Well, that's why I'm not famous. Yet. 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 Okay. Uh, so, uh, should we tell the people? About, we should t- who, yeah. yeah. All right. So, listen, guys. People who do our podcast, right? Man Cave is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Music by Ian Post. And hey, listen. Listen to me. You're listening to this podcast right now, right? You so are. You can't, you can't say you're not. Run your fingers up and down your screen and find those stars and push on them and push them again and again. Five, if you like. Like, we'll take it. We love your reviews. We love your your ratings. And uh, tell your friends about us because we won't disappoint them. We've disappointed our mothers, but not your friends. Uh, new friends, new reviews from Ashley Add. Five stars. Ooh. Hilarious. Absolutely you, check Ashley. it out. Bloody great. From Mermaid Girl seventy nine. So somebody's uh, uh, we have an English oh my God, listener. She's Fandy. part of our world. Oh, right? English. I went. I went real mermaid. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm going. Somebody said bloody. So I'm excited that maybe we have an international fan base. Oh my God, we're global, right? This is a big moment for us. I know. So okay. thank I you for start those doing reviews. An accent. Do you see how how happy those reviews make us? Do you hear it, people? So happy, so happy. <laughs> so please, please, five stars. Ask us questions. Give us input. We will give you a shout out on the podcast, and also uh, join us. Become a fandy. Mancave.com slash member or slash fandy. No, fandy. Oh my God. Really? You've done this 500 times. I know. Mancave.com slash fandy. Yeah, okay. That'll give you access to the super secret 
uh, podcast Oscars. we are about to record about the Oscars. And um, it gives you free birthday messages from us, access to our Discord channel. Mandy, mm-hmm. explain what that is. Uh, Discord is this really fun app where it's like a it's like a MySpace, but for fandies. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, maybe MySpace isn't the best route, but you know, those are like there's some other social networking sites, but you can come on. There's a private channel for uh, for fandies, and then there's a general pop, a gen pop channel. Yeah. So we'll talk to any of the plebeians out there, but we, we would really love. And I give style tips, makeup tips. <laughs> um, you know, she's laughing because she sees me and you don't. <laughs> uh, and then there's also, if you want to go to mancave.com slash merch, we have these super cool t shirts and and uh, we have travel mugs. And I think this week we're going to get that. Uh, uh, oh, God. What did you just say? That was so good. Oh, uh, uh, God dang it. Fan. What is it? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm I'm having a stroke. The, the, yes. The real fan. Super fan. <gasps> only fan. Only man. <laughs> only fandies. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a only, only fandy car, car decals. So you can yes, put one on something. the side of your Volkswagen. Yeah. We're serious about that one. Okay. So okay. I'm glad you're having a meltdown because oh. I apologize to everyone who listens to last week's episode that I had a complete meltdown. Let's not say <laughs> anymore and let them enjoy it for themselves. But I... Pete, it, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that really... so funny. Whew. So oh. please go back and listen to last week's episode. Yeah. Life, Life Manned Beth. It was... That was a really... We had a lot of breakdown laughter in that. That was really yeah. good. Oh, Okay, so we've done all the business. Yeah. We have talked about the thing about Pam. I'm so happy that you liked it. I, it's um, crazy. And we agreed. I know. Well, I know you're a huge Drew Barrymore fan, so I thought that maybe, you know, you would like Renee Zellweger. They're sort of in the same zeitgeist. And I'm going to give you a, uh, it, there were, you know, there was a lot of toxic friendship games. I'm going to be honest with you. This is yeah. honest. This is me being honest. Okay. I looked up how to be a good friend, like, like what, like a quiz, like, are you a good friend? Quiz. Was it just a picture of me? Uh, I have, <laughs> you know what? Basically, it was. It was super weird. I. It was like there were 10 things of like, do you, you know, take care of your friends things when they're out of town? Do you often call and reach out for lunch? Do you? There were all these things. And I swear to God, like eight out of 10 of them you did and almost 10 out of 10 I did not. And so I thought that would be a bad, a bad quiz for us because I was like, I don't know how in the hell she's ever maintained this friendship with me for a long time. But I want you to know, I appreciate you. So I went the other way. Okay. Uh, today's game is going to be a Renee Zellweger game. And it's kind of a mishmash of just, it's kind of like how well you know me and how well you know Renee Zellweger. Not too long, pretty painless. I think this is going to be really fun for you. Are Here you we ready? Go. Of course. These are all Renee Zellweger-themed questions. Okay, first question, true or false? <clears throat> I want to be able to see your face while I'm doing this quiz. All right, here we go. Okay. True or false? I, Mandy Fabian, would never have plastic surgery. True. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You're not going to call me on that ever, but like, yeah, I would yeah. say never. True or false? You would never have plastic surgery. False. Really? Had it. Had it. Shut up. You have not. I've had two breast reductions. Two. That's not plastic surgery. That that's, is, that's. I claimed I had back pain, but it was just because I was sick of the nickname Dolly Parton. That's like you're, you're a, for, if you ever want to do a marathon. Well, and also it's the jogging, yes, right? And all bouncy, my jogging. Yeah. And you're dancing. Like, you know, that was a, I don't think that's a, 
No. Oh, I, uh, okay. All right. You're not even going to recognize have... me when, when we're doing this podcast in a couple of years. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Which Renee Zellweger co-star have I had sex dreams about? A, Tom Cruise. B, Jim Carrey. C, Colin Firth. Or D, all of the above. Ooh, I'm going to say Jim Carrey. It is A, Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if we're talking daydreams, all of the above. Okay. Night, actual sleeping nighttime dreams, just the Tom Cruise. I actually, I and I woke up one night holding hands with Tom Cruise. We were literally st- sitting, holding hands and looking at each other's Aww. eyes. And then I woke up and my hands were like this over my head. Oh my God, you guys, she's clasping her. First of all, she's showing off her rack, but she's... And yeah, shoving it into the camera. But she's holding her hands above her head. But isn't it strange that you've had sex dreams about him? I had a sex dream about John Travolta. You and I, oh have, God, we yeah. got to get into Scientology. These dreams could come true. Oh, my God. We're going clear. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't. We did it without all the work and all the money. Yes. And being able to keep our lives and not not be in a cult. Speaking Perfect. Of okay. Which Renee Zellweger movie have I had sex dreams about? A, Chicago. <laughs> B, Bridget Jones' Diary. C, Cold Mountain. Or D, all of the above. Cold Mountain. It would have been all of the above. No, I don't really know. Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. I have a very, I thought Too Chicago obvious. was very Too on the nose. Sexy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know. Well, Tay Diggs yeah. is in that one, so we know I had some dreams. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Third question. Yeah. This is a good one. You are going to love this better than any game I've ever given you. Ready? How many degrees am I from Renee Zellweger? Like, <gasps> oh no, I can like, do this. So uh, yeah, you were you in, can. you were in that movie with uh, Charlize Theron and mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman. Uh, which, yep, yep. And, and Nicole uh, Kidman was in Cold yes. Mountain with Renee Zellweger. Boom! Holy crap! Oh my god, you found a closer did, than I. Am did. I right about that? Of course yeah. I did. Nicole Kidman yes. was in Cold Mountain, right? Yes, yes, okay. yeah. Oh my god, you're amazing. Thank you. I went with. Uh, Renee Zellweger used to know my friend Stephanie Garcia in Austin, and uh, she also went to UT. Okay, all right. You know, so we had the same acting coach. I'm just saying, all right, fine. <laughs> but go with the Nicole Kidman thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was that oh, movie oh, called that next... you were in that everyone should check out? It was a great movie. Bombshell. Bombshell, thank Bombshell. you. Yeah, yes. I like. Okay, which thing do Renee Zellweger and I have in common? I may have blown this, but we'll see. Ready? A, we went to the same college. B, we both starred in Jerry Maguire. C, (laughs) we both are willing to gain weight for our craft. Or D, all of the above. C. (laughs) Okay, that's insulting. I have never gained weight for my craft. I have done it as a, you know, a byproduct of being successful. But I mean, not for my craft. Right. Uh, But actually... We went to the same college. She is a University of Texas alumni, and I attended the University of Texas for my sophomore year of college. Oh, although the I other three years that. I went to Vassar. Yes, that's right, Vassar College. Yeah, do you want to take like, a minute she, and look it up? Renee Zellweger's not a lesbian, so she couldn't have gone to Vassar. So um, <laughs> she's not a lesbian yet. But who marries Kenny Chesney if you're not a lesbian? Oh, good point. Wow, man, you know, the pop culture references. You really did a deep dive on Zellweger. Yeah. I lo- I seriously loved her in this. And I, I, she's one of those people I'm like, I think everyone's 
so hard on her. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. She has when she's one of those celebrities. I'm like, oh, my God, just leave her alone. Her personal life is her own. But I think she's really talented. What she does every time she surprises me. Okay. Ready? Okay. So here this is the last little bit. Yeah. Is this a Renee Zellweger quote or how I answer when people ask me about our friendship? Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, you complete me. Both. Yeah, that's the right answer. I'm surprised because I, I I posed it as either or. Mm-hmm. The fact that you knew that no, was No, I both, got that's it. Great. I'm onto it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, number two, one minute you're closer to someone than anyone in the world. The next minute, you're never going to see them again. Her. Renee yeah, Zellweger quote. Yeah, that's a quote from her. Yeah. Because you know All you're right. never getting rid of me. So I know that couldn't have been you. I can't shake you. Mm-mm. It's and I could shake a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh everybody has their troubles and I've had mine. So that's a quote about our friendship or that's uh Well that's these, the question, Mandy. The question, that's the yeah, game. So that's her. Yeah. That's Renee yeah. Zellweger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to trick you here. I've never said that about or have I? I don't know. But no. No, I that that particular one is a Renee Zellweger quote. Okay. And mm-hmm. last one, you ready? Mhm. Oh, it's great. We've known each other 20 years and she has the same first name as I do. And, you know, we both enjoy musical theater and animals. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, that's me. Definitely. Empire Records. No, she said that in Empire Records. Watch it. She did? Oh, okay. (laughs) The fact that you pulled out a movie that I haven't even heard of, that's impressive. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Okay. And that, yeah, I feel like you did very well. Thank you. You Thank you so much. If I was, if if this was Family Feud and I was Richard Dawson, I would kiss you right now honk honk right get it honker okay yep. yeah mm-hmm. so what am i watching okay i am very excited about it and then i give okay. it a little thought and i'm like it's actually probably going to be terrible and so oh, okay but we're still gonna do it that's why i was just like panic scrolling my phone to see if i could find something else because yeah it is a movie on netflix releasing april 1st called the bubble okay. It is Judd Apatow's bubble movie about making a movie in a bubble. And there's a lot to like about the trailer, but I'm a little nervous that it's just a bunch of white people making inside jokes and it's not going to be good. But we're going to watch The Bubble on Netflix, releasing April 1st. You just said everything I love. Judd Apatow, white people. White people, yeah. Making inside jokes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Is it inside jokes about movie making? Yes. And about bubbles. Great. Oh, my God. (laughs) As an ardent filmmaker, I enjoy those conversations. Oh, that's great. Okay. And drinking game every time I say the word bubble. (laughs) From this episode, keep keep going till next week and then really have a full bottle for next week. I love and am alarmed that every, when we record this podcast at 10 in the morning, you're always coming up with drinking games. But you know what? It's great. It's great. Yeah. And uh, I firmly believe most people are listening in the car and, yeah. you know, while at work or at the gym. So even more disturbing that I'm like, drink yeah. up. And I will also, I'm I'm issuing a challenge. I will be very disappointed if next week's game is not a drinking game. So there you go. Okay. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll talk to you next week. You sure will. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,